Gyro Nation Metal. Welcome back, everyone. This is Jeff with Gyro Nation Metal. I have recently decided to dig a little deeper into metalcore, as it's a genre I have not yet explored. As most of my listeners already know, I tend to gravitate towards the more extreme side of metal, though I recognize there is immense talent in all genres. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with I Decide I, a metalcore band from Michigan, USA. The band has just recently broken into the world of producing metal, beginning in mid-2021. Drummer Barrick Herring joins me today for a closer look at I Decide I. Barrick, welcome and thank you for joining me today. Yeah, it's a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Uh, let's chat about the band a little bit. You guys are relatively new. We talked a little bit earlier about how that came together. Uh, do you mind giving the listeners a little bit of an overview? Yeah, so I'm actually not the original drummer, which there are already two other singles uh, before me that were released. But the way I joined was my brother got in a car accident um, about eight months ago nine months ago and we had a benefit show for him and i decide i played that night i did a drum solo and then their drummer left and they hit me up i auditioned i immediately got in and then later down the road um the sitter for my brother's room at the university of michigan um was a guitar player so we were talking a lot we exchanged um social media and then he auditioned for the band and got in so that's kind of the group we're looking at now and right now it's it's five of you guys correct yep five of us how did you go about putting together a benefit show like what did it take to get some bands on board um how many were there um you know uh that was mostly my good friend Jason Pierpoint, who is in the band Aloha, which they're also from Lansing. And um, they kind of took control of that. They got Eye to Side Eye in on it, and then they got Repeat in on it. And yeah, those guys are awesome. They really came in clutch and helped us put together all that. And then my family members reached out to the bar I work at and made it happen. And my boss is really cool for helping us put that together, too. That's awesome. Uh, again, like we, like we chatted about before the recording, it seemed like there was a lot of support on that side of things. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I have seen nothing but continuous support from friends and family, even people I really don't know that know of me that have reached out and made sure I'm doing okay and that my brother's doing okay. So it's just so nice to see what the community has to offer and how supportive it can be and positive. And again, like we touched on earlier, um, I've seen a lot of Instagram posts of his recovery up until quite recently, but he's, he's doing a lot better than he was even a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago. Oh yeah, man. Uh, continuous improvement it it's a little slow but at least it's improving you know so that's all i ask for and i'm beyond happy for that so it's been nice and you guys went through um not only quite a bit of like struggle in this regard like obviously you had that phone call saying that this happened you had to drive from uh tennessee and then also you guys put together a gofundme so was that relatively well received 
Oh yeah, man. Um, a lot of people, um, donated tons of money. My dad's bosses together have probably sent over about six grand, eight grand or so, which is amazing. And you know, all my friends, they gave what they had to offer, even if it was five bucks, a dollar, ten bucks. You know, they don't have the best jobs, but they're just trying to help. So it, it was just so nice. Teachers were throwing in a hundred, two hundred dollars. So it was just so awesome. We ended up raising like how much was it? I think it was above like I'm gonna say like ten or twenty maybe grand. That's huge. Yeah, man. It it was it was insane. It was awesome. Especially with medical bills in the States. Like, um, I'm from Canada, oh, so yeah. we have socialized medicine for the most part. We still have the private side of things. But from my understanding, basically everything you go in for in the States, you have to pay for out of pocket. Oh, yeah, man. Um, we actually got lucky. Our um, The insurance on the car, they are covering nearly everything. Oh, good. And they've taken care of so much. It's crazy. Like, we're so lucky that my dad chose to keep the more expensive insurance. Because mm -hmm. they offered cheaper insurance, which wouldn't have covered really anything. But my dad stuck with the little bit more expensive stuff. And, yeah, it it was totally worth it. So, that has helped us out quite a bit. I mean... It's not really taking away from the incident itself, but at least you have one less thing to worry about. Now you can just focus on recovery and being with your family, right? Oh, yeah, man, for sure. Just uh, now it's just waiting for him to heal up and just uh, helping him out, working him out, trying to help him learn again and just build strength. And you said also that he's finishing his high school diploma and he's actually able to answer questions right now. Yeah. Um, he can talk. He can answer yes, no questions. He he can't say like a huge sentence, but he can say a sentence if he needs to. And yeah, we're so fortunate that the school is working with us and letting him finish his senior year of high school. Um. We're so beyond thankful for that. Mm -hmm. So that's just awesome. Well, especially when they could have said, nope, too bad. You weren't here for the courses or you were not right. present. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah. Man. I can't even imagine that. I mean, on the positive side of things, obviously it brought you guys a little bit closer together, but that, would, that must have been terrifying receiving that call. Oh, yeah, it was, man. Um, especially eight hours away. I was definitely speeding quite a bit on the way up there. <laughs> For good but, reason. <laughs> yeah, right. I ended up getting there at a decent time, got to the hospital, was uh, talking to my family after I hadn't seen them for a month, and everybody was just there for me. My neighbors made me dinner. They made me plenty of meals to have. I got invited to breakfast multiple times from friends and family, you know, um, it was just so nice because everybody was reaching out and they were there for me. 
my girlfriend stayed with me at my parents' house for like two weeks, it seemed like. But what sucked was I couldn't see my brother for like two weeks. Oh, no. Because he was transferred from the hospital I saw him at to U of M. Mm -hmm. And they said that COVID restrictions wouldn't allow me to visit him. Still, And only my parents. Yeah, and my parents were the only ones allowed, and they were trapped there for, like, a week. Like, they could not leave the room. Oh, there's Ray. Oh, because of COVID. Right. Yeah, Um. so that just sucked, like, hearing that news and seeing my brother in that position, and then I couldn't see him for two weeks. It, was, it would have been really lonely, but luckily my girlfriend was with me, and friends and family were reminding me that i'm not alone so it was just that's super important yeah definitely a lot of support uh for those listening uh raymond just joined us raymond wood uh do you like ray or raymond can you guys hear me yep we can hear you okay i'm trying to make it loud it's so quiet that might just be my mic so i'll turn it up a little bit does that work Okay, I can hear you better. Barrett, go ahead. Awesome. Do you prefer Ray What's or up? Raymond? Ray is cool. He's cool. Okay, sounds good. So um, we just finished talking about Brady um, and his car accident. Luckily, he's he's in recovery and doing very well from what I understand. So I'm really happy to hear that. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm also happy that you can join us today, Ray. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, man. I'm sorry I'm driving right now and there's a couple of spots. I was, I was uh, late to join. Because uh, where, I'm, where I'm at right now has bad service, but hopefully I should be with you guys till the end here. But yeah, um, yeah, that whole that whole thing with Brady's, uh, it, it's a it's a uh, it's a tragedy, but it's also me and Barrick have talked about this a lot. It's it's also the catalyst of why we are able to even sit here and talk to you to you today. So yeah, totally. And uh, Barrick also told me a little bit about how you got involved with the band. So you were actually working at the same hospital. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I got assigned to his brother, which is which is nuts. And uh, I got to meet Barrick and his family. And it, you know, later on, friend to friend kind of thing. Barrick ended up meeting Eddie, the other guitar player. And then mm-hmm. Eddie, Eddie reached out to me. It was, it was just a crazy, I guess, uh, collection of events of how, how it came to fruition, you know. Mm-hmm. So in the hospital, you guys somehow connected over a medal. Who was the first person to open that conversation? Oh, it's funny that you asked that. Uh, I come in, in and I see, I see. First of all, I see Barrick, and um, I see his mom, and I see Brady in the bed. Well, I see Barrick. He is sitting there and incessantly drumming on his legs, and like he will not stop just drumming away. Here, I'm gonna turn the camera on real quick. I'm in the car. Hey. Um, yeah, so he's drumming on his leg like like a maniac, just like. Like using both hands and just drumming out these beats, and I'm just like, okay. Like, and I see a guitar in the corner, and I see a guitar pick, and um, I see Brady. I think he was wearing some kind, some kind of band T-shirt. And I was like, I was trying to figure out the situation, so I, I kind of dove in there. I was like, all right, I have to ask. I was like, who's the musician in a band T-shirt? And Barrick told me he's like, you know, I play drums, and but that's Brady's guitar in the corner there. That's kind of how it all started. And you guys were both kind of looking for bands around the same time, or looking to join a band. You know, yeah, it's funny. Um, I'm from New York, and I've been playing guitar, guitar since I've been in, like, fifth grade or whatever. And I've never had a band, because where I'm from, it's, like, really rural and shit. So when I came to Ann Arbor, guitar since I've been in, like, fifth grade or whatever, 
Um, is it okay to swear on here? Is that cool? Hey, whatever. If okay. they don't like it, they don't have to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, so I came, I come to Ann Arbor and I finally get some people to, like, I'm around a good area of musicians and whatever. But, um, yeah, yeah I definitely was looking for a band and so was Barrick. And it just so happens that Barrick was the first band I ever got with I Decide I, really. So, so yeah. Nice. And so you're from rural New York. Um, just a little bit of a side story. I did a month-long road trip across Canada and then the top states, I guess. Um, a few a few years ago and I drove through New York for the first time and I was just expecting New York City like a gigantic metropolis but it's beautiful there and it actually reminds me quite a bit of Alberta that's really cool um, I've never been to Alberta but yeah there's New York has a lot to offer past just the city you know mm-hmm. yeah it seems like a lot of fields a lot of hills um, farming area and stuff like that like it's it's a beautiful state I'm from is Stanford, New York. It's it's like 45 minutes south of Albany, but uh, the closest city to it's like 20 miles away, and it's called the City of Hills. Yeah, it's a lot. It's all dairy, hmm. dairy country, and yeah, a lot of rolling hills and whatnot. It's it's a nice spot. And then, Barrick, are you originally from Michigan, or are you from Tennessee? So I'm from Michigan. Okay, and. I moved down to Tennessee in hopes to find a band and I guess branch out and try to find like the best of the best musicians and the best band I could find. And I wasn't down there for too long. I was probably down there collectively for like two months, three months maybe. So yeah, but I got really lucky when I got back here to find this band. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the band itself is relatively new. There's only three singles out. It might be a little early to tell, but what would you say like sets you guys apart from other bands in the metalcore genre as the umbrella is so big nowadays? Um, well, I guess for starters would be, I, I'm really like particular and weird with how I choose to drum to certain things. I've never really been the biggest fan of metalcore drumming itself. So I kind of try to add my own spin, which you can't really tell with the songs we have out right now. Cause you know, I wasn't in the band for long when we did villain, our mm-hmm. latest single, but now I'm definitely starting to dive into like jazz, um, funk, all sorts of different genres and just doing what feels right to me and what really resonates with me. Um, so that's me on my end, but I'm going to say for like stage performance, like I like to say we go really hard and we try to go the hardest we can at every show and be the like most hype band there, not to make it a competition Mm -hmm. or anything, not that like, Oh, it's us versus the other bands, but um, we definitely strive to be like one of the most entertaining bands around. So yeah. Um, and with Ray, actually I'll probably let Ray speak for himself, but what I've observed from Ray is he's a doom metal guy and he likes, he likes his classics, you know, his older stuff. And, um, he's definitely implementing a lot of his style into our music and i cannot wait 
to show you guys what we have working right now because we're about to go into the studio and record a six song ep nice. and we'll be releasing two or three singles before we drop the ep so we have some good stuff brewing but yeah if uh ray wants to speak on what sets us apart he can for sure yeah yeah um i think what sets us apart right now like i i'm sorry i never call your name what is your name jeff jeff like you were saying before jeff nice to meet you by the way no worries you as well um yeah i think it's really early in our uh career to really figure out what sets us apart seriously yet because Barrick's right, we do have these this live aspect where we go as hard as possible. But um, in terms of our actual music and our songs, it's so early. And, and to be honest, that six song EP that we're gonna record, there isn't even really a whole lot of like a lot of my original stuff mm-hmm. on it. A lot of it's even some of most of it's Eddie stuff, and um, um, there is some of me on there, but it's not really eye to side eye as a whole concept yet. It's stuff that we're still just, we're, it's, it's really a product of us being hungry as a band, trying to just get it done, get out there and do do shit, really. Just get our, a name, name for ourselves, which, you know, we, we might be taking a little quickly, but like we still have a lot of time as a band to really sit down and figure out the, the, the quote unquote, like eye to side eye mm-hmm. sound. You know what I'm saying? So, so um, in terms of like what sets us apart, I think we still have um, some, some time to really make a gap between other people and us but right now yeah it's it's our it's our hunger you know what i mean like i think that definitely sets us apart our youth from what i've seen with other bands in the area we have our youth about us like like not 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 to like i never like barrick said we never like to make it a competition or anything like that we like to uh we like to bring up other people we're we're, we're very we try to stay very positive in that aspect but um I feel like that's something we kind of have going for us as an audience sees us. Oh, these guys are a bunch of 20, 20 year olds. You know what I mean? Like 20 something year olds that, you know, it kind of like underdog sort of mentality. Um, we have that kind of going for us and, and, and the, the energy we bring for sure. But in terms of the music, there is like little minor things that kind of make us a little unique, but we have a, a, a lot of work to do in that aspect of writing together. Because like I said, we're still so fresh. As a, as a band to really separate us in, in that area. That's how I feel about it, at least. Yeah, and fair enough. You guys are relatively new, so you have that humble and um, optimistic attitude. It seems important for a young band. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, we, we definitely uh, we definitely um, don't, don't think too highly of ourselves, but not in a negative way. Um, we, we, we certainly, we're optimistic almost to a detriment because we, we, we want so much for the band and we want to do so well that if we come up a little short, sometimes we'll beat ourselves up too much. You know what I mean? Kind of mm-hmm. thing. But um, yeah, we, we always like to say, stay a uh, glass half full and just do the best we can, can for the band. Holy shit. This guy just turned on his headlights. Just fucking <laughs> beam me <laughs> out, man. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Yeah. We like to stay optimistic for sure. Yeah. Metalcore is a genre that's like changed so much since, since it's inception. Jesus, I can't even say that properly. Um, so if somebody hadn't listened to your music yet, what style of metalcore would you guys be going to? Like the earlier stuff or some of the stuff that the way it's changed now? You, you know, that's funny because originally I joined Eye to Side Eye. It was a metalcore group and Corey's looking at me, hey, so metalcore riffs and whatnot. But I think even now, 
and, and even Barrett can attest to this. We are such a, like, Metalcore is such a pigeonhole. Mm-hmm. Like, we really plan on it. I think you've probably seen this, too, being a music fan yourself, Jeff. All, other bands and stuff like that, the way music, the direction music is going is going to be a, not, I feel, feel like, I don't know, like successful bands like Turnstile, for example. They're not just hardcore, and they're not just pop. They're a mix of, of a couple different things. And I feel like the really good bands, the ones that are standing out, are doing a good execution of that, mm-hmm. if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So, like, even now, I decide I is definitely not just a metalcore band. We're, I would call us a metal band with a bunch of different influences. Eddie, our guitar player, likes uh, grunge and, and really old Breaking Benjamin stuff. Corey, he, he likes a lot, a lot of the, really the, the fresh metalcore stuff, even the old metalcore stuff, like from like Within Destruction, I believe, like Lorna Shaw. I'm not really too, too versed on that stuff, but he's really into that stuff. Barrick comes from his own little, his own little world from, from, you know, Pantera to what he likes now. I can't really get into too much of what like Barrick's a big fan of, but like he was talking for me, like I come from the house of, of, of blues and even bluegrass to even doom metal to hardcore. To, we all bring our own little style. And I think that's, what's going to set I decide I, I apart it is like everybody bringing in these different influences. And then it's going to create something really unique if we do it correctly. You know, you know, and that kind of brings in the subject too, about, uh, like genres and labeling like sometimes it's very accurate if you want to look for something similar but then other times you're just like man there's so many different sounds in this you don't really know what to label it yeah dude yeah and like i i think i can confidently sit confidently say moving forward i decide i isn't going to try to sound like any specific band let alone a metalcore band so like i don't know if, that, if that's really the best label for us yet and like i said before we're so young that we still have even have to figure out the side i sound but i can confidently say that we're not going to be trying to sound like this genre this genre it's going to be a weird hopefully awesome combination of all these different things that we all like together you know mm-hmm. and Barrick, you were going to say something ah yeah so i was going to speak for the bassist um for like his influences he comes from punk he loves green day and i'm not i, I don't know punk too well i'm sure he likes um Oh, what's it called? What's it called? The Offspring and, uh... Blink. Yeah, the Front Bottoms. The Front Bottoms. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if he likes Blink. Um, but then, him and I have been jamming for a long time. And he, like, progressed into metal really fast. So he likes Corn. he likes System of a Down quite a bit. Um, and... Primus, Primus is a big one. So yeah, that's kind of his little area. He's a killer bass player. I can't wait for people to hear him on a song. Quick question for you, Ray, because you're a side of um, you like the Doom stuff. Have you heard uh, Worms' new EP, Blue Nothing? No, I have not. Oh, it's incredible. I'm, I'm not normally not a Doom guy. Um, so Phil Tuga from first fragment he actually did the guitars on blue nothing and there's a lot of shredding in there there's a lot of beautiful guitar but the the ep as a whole just grabbed me and i loved it i'd have to say it's um again i don't like doom that much but as far as releases go that's got to be my top doom release worm blue nothing it's called yeah worm is the band and then blue nothing is one word 
and right now they're streaming I wanna it say, on YouTube, but they ha- they are releasing it tomorrow. Okay, because I want to say I've heard of Warren Buffett before. I don't know if I've heard anything from them, but I definitely will check that out. They did have an album either in 2020 or 2018. I can't remember off the top of my head, but even at that time, I wasn't really feeling the music. I don't know if it's maybe the injection of the guitar, guitar but it's this new one is pretty awesome. Gotcha. Cool, man. So where did the name I Decide I came uh, come from? Um, so that was obviously decided by um, the first members. And Corey told me, Corey the vocalist, he told me the origin of it. He said it means you choose your path, you choose who you are. I decide I. That's kind of what it means. Like, you build who you are, and you're responsible for how you act and, um, you know, all sorts of stuff like that, if that makes any sense. Totally. No, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, I like it too. It really resonates with me, and I'm sure it resonates with everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody I've talked to seemed to like it, and I can get behind it for sure. I really like it, so... I don't know if your experience is similar, but it seems like um, throughout my life, like a lot of people are so focused on what other people are doing rather than building themselves. So I think that's why it's a cool name, at least from my perspective, because it's more like, listen, you do you, I'll do me, and then that's it. Yeah, exactly. Um, You've already chatted with us a little bit about your upcoming EP. Do you guys have a name in store or any artwork that's ready? Um, well... We have a few joke covers, but I don't think we're gonna use them. We we've got <laughs> we've got some really stupid pictures of our vocalists that I've like edited. And <laughs> but um, <laughs> names we have names for some of the singles, but not an EP yet. We're we're trying to get everything like set in stone before we really come up with a name that's gonna tie it all together. I suppose. Okay. And when did you start uh, putting together these new songs? Um, well, I mean, that started when we played, like, Michigan Metal Fest. Even when these guys first joined Dominic and Ray, as soon as they joined, we started getting to work, you know? So all these songs have been kind of in progress throughout the times, or throughout the time we've been. Hmm. Right. Mhm. Exactly. Yeah. But uh. Now being yeah, a brand man. new band. Oh, sorry. I interrupted. Sorry, Barry. Oh, go ahead, man. I didn't really have anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, being a brand new band and breaking into uh, metalcore or whatever genre you guys are going to move into um what are some of the biggest challenges you guys face and also what would you say are some of the benefits that previous generations didn't have um so i guess one of the biggest like do you mean like as a metalcore band or as a band in general like just as a band i know um, you guys were said you're still kind of figuring out your sound so i don't want right to, like, and there's there's a well, decent amount of genre. there's a decent amount of these songs that have been written even before i joined that's why i was saying like shows, there's even some of these right songs now. 
that don't that, even have my flavor on that's it, you know but um it's the ones that we we like the most i guess are the ones that we price so we're gonna like i said it's a it's a product of us being hungry and wanting to get something out um, there you know bands like Heartsick that have brought us up that have helped us out that have shouted us out and are really trying to shine some light on us so Heartsick's a great band i really really advise anybody listening to go check them out because they are great they're upcoming metal band they're playing big festivals making some big moves but um yeah just getting people to show up and then i guess another thing is coming up with the funds to record to Mm. do music videos to get merch all sorts of stuff like that because you know right now we don't have a van and a trailer we have a minivan and a truck but we don't have a trailer we don't have a like a full-size van so that's tough so we're always cramming stuff in ray's always sitting on the ground in the van in a pretzel position so you know we're doing what we can and trying to get out to every show we can with what we got but those are definitely some goals here soon is to get a full-size van get a trailer look more professional show up to shows looking like we know what we're doing Mm -hmm. so yeah i guess those are the two biggest things that i've observed that have been hard as a new band but everything else has seemed fairly nice you know a lot of support from people which that's hard from other bands building great connections with bigger bands mm-hmm. so yeah that's my end of things and then uh Beric- oh sorry okay yeah sorry about that jeff um yeah yeah um i i guess i'll 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 answer that in my my way now um in terms of advantages or disadvantages it, it's so hard to, to compare it to back then back in the day or other bands previously before us I can speak confidently about advantages, though. I know, like, now, the point at the time we live in today is such a great time to be in terms of just making music because, it's, I mean, Barrick has a whole room with, with mics and uh, uh, digital audio workstations, workstations ready to go. I have all the equipment I want to track and record, and if you got, like, a general knowledge of it, you can make these rough demos that back in the day this is obvious like you know took a lot of money or time or took a real guy to get you in the door so like that that's obviously a big advantage for us but in terms of disadvantages i, ca- I can't really confidently speak on any yet I, I don't know if i can think of any that i'm like yeah that's a clear disadvantage that we have because the goal is always to write something um impactful incredible different unique and great people want to listen to that's been that's been the number one problem for bands since the beginning of time you know i I think that's never really changed so Mm -hmm. barrick when did you get into drums and then ray when did you get into guitar and how did you guys learn um okay so it's funny because not to sidetrack here but i was not supposed to be a drummer i was going to be a guitar player i wanted to be a lead guitar player play solos be up front or a vocalist you know but then my brother got a drum set. I had a guitar player before that. or I mean, I had a guitar before that. My brother got that drum set for Christmas. I was about 10 years old. I'm 20 now. 
and he never played it. So I tried it out, and I'm like, I love this. And I always really gravitated towards drums, I guess. Loved watching marching bands. So I stuck with it. I taught myself a lot. And then when I was of age, I joined um, the school band, learned music theory. My, um, our music um, director was a snare drummer. He was a percussionist and a really good one. And he kind of took me under his wing and he pushed me to become a gr uh, a better player than I was before. And, you know, he might have been a little cruel sometimes, but it really put some fire under my ass and, like, made me work hard. And I busted my ass all the time to make sure I was meeting his standards and stuff. And he'd always push me and give me harder pieces than the next year and the next year next show here play this play this play this because i was in marching band and you know that's what i would do um so from there i taught myself like mostly the drum set side of things watched a lot of youtube because not a lot of people were available for me to do drum lessons because i'm in such a small town and I kind of had to teach myself all that, like double pedal. Like my band director's like, what's that? You know, he's a jazz drummer. Um, so yeah, I kind of worked on that by myself. And over the years I've gotten private lessons from people. Like I've had to pay. I took one lesson with Chris Turner from Oceans 8 Alaska. And man, that helped me out quite a bit. He opened my eyes to so many things but yeah um i'm not gonna blab too much but that's basically how i got into drums i'm glad that you mentioned the marching band because i was just gonna say like um not only is drumming difficult because you have to keep in tune with the timing but also marching in itself is an art a parade and to make sure that you are doing exactly what you need to do whether it be turning or standing it's it's a very precise science. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. It, trust me. It was hard. My calves would burn so much from being on my tippy toes to move diagonal or forward or back or do whatever crazy maneuver with a 30 pound drum holding me down. <laughs> but the inside corner needs to take smaller steps than the outside corner and yeah. shit. Uh, I was in marching band. I played oh, trumpet, I but yeah, it, it is kind of a, it's a lot more to it. I have no problem taking shorter steps because I'm pretty short, so the inside is perfect. <laughs> there you go, go. There you go. And so then, Ray, how did you get into guitar? Yeah. Um, so I had a friend. It's a couple of things. I had a friend uh, in school, in elementary school. I went, through, I went to a K-12 through school, but I was in second grade. And um, he uh, played at the talent show, and, he, and his father played guitar, and they taught KP is his name to play guitar, and uh, he played Neil Young, uh, "Keep on Rocking in the Free World" in second grade as a talent show. This wow. kid was was like he was like the prodigy, right? <laughs> Singing and playing, it was like it was just spectacular to see that, and that almost inspired me. But um, so I saw that my father was listening to a lot of um 
great music. <laughs> like as, as, as a, as a preschooler, I was going to preschool and kindergarten and school listening to like, like Neil Young, um, like Tom Petty, um, Ozzy Osbourne. I was listening to Aerosmith. I was listening to a whole bunch of different things. Um, ZZ Top Pop even. And that was like, that kind of shaped like my taste in music for sure. Um, Led Zeppelin as well. So that it was my friend playing guitars, my dad putting me on to great music. And then it was also Guitar Hero 2, Guitar Hero 3. I played those shits and I was like, dude, this is awesome. So it was like fourth grade. I got my first guitar. It's actually a Blue Johnson, an acoustic guitar, that same one Barrick has. Barrick has one just like it. I got it for my birthday, and then I also got guitar lessons with it. My parents paid for guitar lessons. And it's funny that I never tell this story, but I fucking hated guitar <laughs> when I first picked it up. I was going to these lessons, and I was like, God, like I, I was just, just dreading it, right? And um, it was around year two or three. I learned to love yeah. this thing. And I, I was like, holy shit, like this thing is so cool. I was getting riffs down and I was learning the ins and outs of it. And I and I kind of think back at it and I, and I realized, oh, it wasn't guitar that I hated. It was being uncomfortable that I didn't like learning a new skill and being being sucky at something I didn't like. But I'm so glad that I learned that feeling at a young age because mm -hmm. it makes it so much easier to be like, oh, being sucky at something I didn't like. Mm -hmm. But I'm so glad that I learned that feeling at a young age because it makes it so much easier to be like, oh, it's just being uncomfortable again if I want to learn something new again, you know. So, yeah, then I, I took lessons. I took lessons with this guy for like like seven years. His name was Mike Herman. He was a bluegrass player. He was a big Grateful Dead guy. Um, but, yeah, I, I took lessons with him for seven years, and then I was self-taught ever, ever since then. But, yeah, you, you were going to say something, Jeff? Go ahead. No, I, I was just agreeing with you. Um, yeah, you touched on being out of your comfort zone, and I think that's really huge for people trying to progress. And, like, myself included, some of the things I've done in the past, I realize now that, I did hate them because I was uncomfortable because it was something that I wasn't used to. But then when you start nailing things, you just get that sense of satisfaction and you, and it pushes you to keep going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, whenever I'm trying something new, whether it's like I was trying ax throwing at this venue that had ax throwing and um, I was sucking at it at first. And I was like, fuck this. Fuck. I, I couldn't stand it. But then I tried a different, um, I tried a different way of throwing it. Instead, instead of using one hand, I was using two hands. And I started hitting this fucking target. And it's that feeling. It's that mm -hmm. feeling of slowly nailing something, and it just feels so good to do that, you know? And then building on those previous skills that you've learned, like um, like you said, when you started to learn riffs or um, drum solos, I'm sure that kind of, that like definitely pulled you in a little bit more and made you want to keep going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I remember when uh, the first riff I learned was Day Tripper by the Beatles. And um, I remember play, trying to play this riff on this Blue Johnson acoustic guitar, and I was like, God, I couldn't get it. And I wasn't, I didn't really want to practice that much either. Cause I, I just didn't like the guitar that much at first. Um, but I remember I was, I was showing up for a lesson and my mom would talk to my guitar teacher. His name was Mike Herman, mm -hmm. wherever you are right now, he's back at home in New York, but I haven't seen him, seen him in forever. I miss him so much. Um, but yeah, I remember sitting in, in his living room trying to practice while I'm at the lesson before the lesson yeah. starts. And I actually got the fucking riff down. And then I go in the lesson starts, I play it for him. He's like, Oh, you've been practicing. Like, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was definitely a moment like that, many moments like that, where uh, I would just nail the shit after lots and lots of the practice. Yeah, and you just bring you right back in every single time. 
I was looking at your guys' uh, social media while I was preparing for this interview, and I noticed that you guys have uh, your gear listed. Are you guys endorsed by any of those companies? I wish. <laughs> Are you hoping to? Yes, of course. I'm constantly trying to make videos and tag companies. Mm -hmm. I, I really hope soon I can be endorsed by Vader Drumsticks. I'm really hoping because... When I post consistently, they'll start liking consistently. So that's that's cool. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I'm close, but we'll have to see, man. It's kind of funny that you mentioned posting the drumming videos because that was my next question. So you do weekly drumming videos from what I've seen, and you've done playthroughs of songs uh, from loads of different genres. So you have like Rammstein, you have Linkin Park, Bullet for My Valentine, Godsmack, and even the Baja Men, which actually really surprised me. So... Um, this type of thing has obviously been increasingly popular with many musicians, and I'm just wondering why you guys think that is. Um, I think it is because, one, <clears throat> the artists are trying to get exposure, and by covering popular stuff like that, they're grabbing a broader audience, I suppose, instead of being like, oh, metal or something. And then also... Mm. I find with my videos, people gravitate more towards covers than they do just like drums. And I guess that all depends on what audience you're going for because sometimes my videos do really good if I'm doing lessons. Sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes my videos do really good if I'm doing covers. And I've found that people really like covers like the Baja Men who let the dogs out and stuff or like any rock song or pop song. And, you know, I also enjoy it. It's fun to just shred on top of music that was never shredded on or that shouldn't be shredded on, I suppose. <laughs> I think you kind of alluded it to it as well because it's again stepping out of the comfort zone so if you paint something with a blanket of metal there's going to be a lot of people who feel alienated or just don't want to search through that but if you do like hey here's a song that you like check out my skills and they're more willing to accept yeah it, for sure sense. but uh yeah i'm always trying to be consistent with it it's been hard because we had back-to-back -back shows i was preparing for and then i had to fill in for a band last night out in Grand Rapids, a band called Final Confession, which I really suggest anybody listening also go check out Final Confession. I'm really cool with those guys. They're really nice. And uh, they're also on the grind. Awesome. And then, so, you guys obviously are fans of metal. Um, you guys have had your, I guess, distinct origin stories. So, what other genres of music do you guys gravitate towards? And uh... Um... Okay, so I've always liked almost anything, dude, as long as it's good, which is kind of broad and, you know, but <laughs> I guess what I mean by that is if it's got a good meaning behind it and I like the beat behind it and the melodies, I'm probably going to like it. Like that could be country, rap, pop, um dubstep even like i've liked some dubstep electronic music um i really like older country for sure that's what i grew up listening to i like some classic rock i love 
70s rock, 60s, 50s. I'm not the biggest fan of 80s, which might be pretty, might be controversial. <laughs> Definitely like the 90s, early 2000s. I, I dig some of the early 2000s stuff. Um, let's see. I like jazz. I like funk. Um, I love gospel drummers. There's some gospel drummers out there that can shred and shred, and it's insane. It blows me away what they can do with one pedal and, like, some broken church drums. It's just nuts. <laughs> I can't say I saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. Um, I'm kind of an open book when it comes to music. You could show me nearly anything, and I'll really listen in for it and, you know, always deliver an honest opinion and pull what I can from it that I like and yeah but uh yeah 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 um, you know in terms of like music outside of metal for me man like I can say hip hop for sure like um there's this there's this duo that's pretty famous called Run the Jewels that like I I loved in high school sure like um but I'm really getting back into them again like appreciating them in a different light like their art I think is really cool and different mm -hmm. even artists like 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 Freddie Gibbs or Conway the Machine or um, MF Doom uh, stuff like that uh, I'm I'm like really into like that backpack rap but even some of that modern stuff is really cool. Um, that's like a genre outside of metal that I don't listen to a whole lot, but I can say I've listened to quite a bit and I, I'm a fan of when I hear the stuff that I do like, like there's a couple albums that I can point to from these artists I just mentioned that I'm like, dude, like that's, that's a, I can listen to that front to back, you know, anytime. Um, obviously like classic rock for me, I don't know, does that really count outside of metal? Cause a lot of that shit, you know, gave birth to metal, but, um, yeah, like love rock and roll and stuff like that. That shit's great to me. Led Zeppelin, Budgie, I mean, Pentagram, even Sabbath, obviously. That stuff's really cool. Um, what else? There's some country music that I can listen to. Not a whole lot. Like, um, not a whole lot. Like, um, for example, there's another artist you probably heard of. Barrick's parents are actually going to go see him soon here. Billy Strings. For example, there's another artist you probably heard of. Barrick's parents are actually going to go see him soon here. Billy Strings. Dude, check him out. He's a great player, like insane guitar player. Like he's got this kind of folk bluegrass, rooted like country rooted in blues sort of deal. It's, it's pretty sick. Um, that's pretty good music. But like honestly, when I'm in the car and I'm just listening to music, it, like ninety percent of the time, it's some version of metal. I just listen to such. I listen to the kind of like um obscure kinds of metal because obviously if you listen to the same genre over and over again that shit just wears you out so i my ear draws towards metal i just have to find these things are so different and unique to me that it's like that turns me on so much i'm i'm gonna listen to it you know i'll say my first real fucking foray was um metallica the black album that's my favorite metallica album anybody listening that disagrees fight me i don't care my favorite one. Um, my first real like, like this whole metal core or modern metal sound. Um, I would go on YouTube and I would look up 
um, the heaviest breakdowns <laughs> like, like ever. And I was listening to uh, one of the first bands, like real metal bands I ever listened to was a band called uh, Rose Funeral forever forever ago um that was like one of they they have this song called crucify kill rock and the whole song is just a breakdown it's like a minute and 20 second long song and i was like what is this and that just turned me on to like Nyarda's murder and a little bit of chelsea green and a couple other bands but that was like my first real foray to metal was like metallica and then later on i started looking up these breakdowns on youtube and then it put me on to these songs and i started listening to all kinds of different shit so you kind of went from what I would consider beginner metal. Like I think Enter Sandman was the first Metallica song I ever heard. I wouldn't consider them beginner metal, but just for the sake of argument. And then you went straight for the throat by jumping into Thy Art is Murder and Chelsea Grin. There was no buffer period. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I definitely, yeah, I definitely didn't have much of a buffer between the two because I, I went from like Metallica and then I went to like Nirvana and stuff like that. I was like a huge Nirvana fanboy. Loved them. I know it's like such a like normie band but dude i had fucking loved nirvana when i was like 14 15 years old and um i just gravitated towards stuff that had this general groove to it obviously pantera uh, like pantera was another one that's kind of big for me um but i gravitated gravitated towards the stuff that had this groove to it and it, it just grooved kind of like the way nirvana would or the way a pantera would the way metallica would and that's where my ears kind of went to that's how i eventually ended up getting into the the doom metal and shit but yeah man i, I went Really, I can't really think of much of a buffer between the Metallica and Nirvana days into the Rose Funeral. Like, it just kind of was just there. You know what I mean? So, for me, this is going to sound really cliche, but Slipknot was definitely, like, where it all started, metal-wise, for me. Um, the self-titled album i probably listened to that album all the way through like three times a day every day for like a year or two like i loved slipknot <laughs> i knew every single word i dove deep into like their discography and like everything about them i knew like all the sorts of masks they had everything but um after that i would say Got into Avenged Sevenfold Hardcore. Also learned a lot about their discography. And then it was Gojira. And that drummer just like, I instantly gravitated towards him. And I loved how he played. I studied like so much about his style. And then that kind of got me into like death metal and deathcore and stuff i dove deep into deathcore kind of i got really into um um what is it what is it uh slaughter to prevail king 810 darko us mm -hmm. chelsea grin suicide silence um just all i loved those bands and then this was actually pretty recent but i got I've been getting into Bad Omens quite a bit, and they've opened me up to, like, implementing pop elements and, you know, more relaxed drums that serve the music more than the player. And that's kind of changed my mindset. I used to want to shred on everything, but now I kind of want to just do the music good and do what's best for the song 
And then, of course, here and there, I'm going to do some cool shredding stuff, but I like to let the music be number one now, for sure. I was just looking up uh, album covers here because I recognize the name Bad Omens, but I wasn't too familiar with their music. And I do remember them releasing one a little bit earlier this year. I thought the cover was yeah. really cool. Just like, yeah. I haven't really listened to them too much, but I definitely will. As far as like your guys' favorite bands go, I know you've touched on a lot that really meant a lot to you. What are or Who are some of your current favorite bands? Let's go. Uh, Kublai Khan. All day, every day. I'm wearing their shirt right now underneath this thing. I, like, my family's going to test that. Do you like Kublai Khan, Jeff? You know what? I'm not too familiar. Get familiar. Like, it, it sounds funny, but um, <laughs> over the past couple of years, actually, I'd say a year and a half, I've exponentially increased the amount of metal that I'm intaking. So it's really hard to keep track sometimes. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Kublai Khan's the shit. If, if I hop out of my, like, this real quick and look at my Spotify, will I leave the call? Oh, he froze. I can still hear him. He's still here. <laughs> okay. Okay. I had, to, I had to join back. Um, I'm, I'm just going to go off, off the top of my head then. Um, yeah, Kublai Khan for sure. Um, in terms of favorite bands. Um, there's this, I can't say like they're like huge to me, but there's this band I've been listening okay. to lately called King Parrot. Um, they have this song called... Uh, their biggest one but i was listening to the rest of their their albums the other day really unique metal in terms of like the way they execute it and they're just they i like bands that take a stand and like make a statement rather than just play the safe route and king king pair is definitely one of those bands that do that mouth breather is another one that is this new band that i'm listening to getting kind of familiar with um but yeah they're very different they, they call themselves glitch metal crazy band they're really cool unique sounding um if we're gonna get into the doom spots we got weed eater obviously we got sleep which is great we got you know some electric wizard is decent um what else high reaper high reapers this this stoner rock band i fucking love to death um green lung is great in terms of stoner rock and shit like that um I wish I had. I was able to pull up my Spotify. Here, Barrick, why don't you answer some, and then I'll, I'll be back, okay? Okay. Um, so, right now, it's kind of hard to say, because I'm in that, like, I guess the way to put it is, like, purgatory or, like, space, where it's, like, mm -hmm. I'm not obsessed with a band right now, and I'm not, like, listening to a band, like, 24-7. So, right now, it's kind of, like, I would say the band I listen to most is Bad Omens. And then I listen to, like, just, like, orchestra music. I love listening to solo violin accompanied by other instruments. Um, but outside of that, man, it's just been random stuff. Like, oh, here's a random song from some genre random genre that i just have in my liked playlist and i just i'll listen to it like one second i'm listening to uh slaughter to prevail and then the next song's like a beautiful like grunge song or like nutshell mm -hmm. by alice in chains or something like that so yeah people will look at me when i'm listening to my playlist like dude how <laughs> 
it's just it's funny but uh, i find the question about favorite bands kind of like a catch-22 as well because it's like each band if they're around for a long time they change their sound so much so it's like you could like one or two albums from a band but you might not necessarily like the rest of their music and that's totally cool too like there are definitely some bands that i gravitate towards one album and then other ones like i mentioned earlier worm i didn't really like their older stuff but the newest one for me is great yeah for sure hey can you guys hear me Think I can definitely. Yeah, okay, I don't. I don't know why my, my, my camera's acting up, but um, I got like three more bands for you. This really underground one called Rickshaw Billy's Burger Patrol. They're uh, they're they call themselves Doom Wop, and they take basically the major sounding metal, doom metal, but it, it's not slow. It grooves. It's like groove metal with these major sounding, almost like. This sounds stupid, barbershop quartet style vocals, but it's not bad. It's it's really good. Check them, check them out. Their, their new album. That sounds cool. Yeah, their new album called Doom Wop is really good. Um, like Doom Wop, but Doom Wop. Um, there's a band called Drain that I'm really into. All caps, D R A I N. Um, hardcore band. Um, and also Mind Force is another hardcore band that I'm getting into. Awesome. I'll be diving into those instantly once we finish this up. So thank you guys for the recommendations. Of course, yeah. So before we wrap everything up, I just have one last question. Um, either of you can answer or both preferably. Beric, this is kind of in light of um, Brady's incident there. So do you have any advice for people who may be experiencing something like traumatic that happens in, to them or their family? Yeah, I suppose I have something to share. Um so I guess one piece of advice out of more I can come up with here is um, grab what you can that's positive. Keep on grinding. Keep your head down and just keep on grinding through the horrible stuff that's going on or the bad days you're having. And remember why you're doing what you're doing if that's if you want to be the best burger maker at burger king or something like strive for that if you want to be the best um test taker study study you know just always remember why you do the things you do and keep that close to you and just keep on driving if it seems hard there's a reason why not everybody's doing it so yeah um that that's one thing and then i guess grasp on to the people that are going to bring you up and do the best for you um being around good influences is going to do more for you than being around, you know, what your bad intentions like, or like your, uh, your cravings for bad stuff, I guess. So follow good morals and surround yourself with good people, positive people, winners, I suppose. Because, you know, I used to be around, I want to say losers, but 
you know, people that bring me down and it definitely turns you into people like that. So especially in times where it's tough in life, um, surround yourself with good people and that's really all I can think of right now. That's all great advice too. Thank you. My turn now? If you'd like. Yep. <laughs> I guess. Okay. <laughs> so it was uh, advice to, to overcome uh, negative situations, yeah, right? Yeah, anybody experiencing adversity, adversity or something traumatic in their lives. Okay. I guess the piece of advice that I'd give people is what works for somebody else might not work for you, vice versa. Um, I know for me, when I'm depressed or sad or I don't feel right, there's things that I can do, such as sleep better, get more sun, exercise, eat better, take better care of myself, stop doing drugs, stop drinking, that kind of thing. You know, take care of yourself. That works for me. Where another person, it might not. So, you know, have find whatever it is that makes you feel better that's healthy for you and use that as kind of like a, I don't know, a, like a base. If you can, you know, you can always go back to there if you ever get fucked up, if that makes sense. Mm. No, definitely makes sense. And it's also good advice. Yeah. That's, that's what I would say. On that note, gents, um, if people are looking to support you guys as a band, where's their best place to find the music? Um, I'm going to say, spotify for sure apple music and youtube um we mainly try to advertise on those three youtube is great for our latest single because we have a music video we'd like to get the views up we'd like people to see that spotify is great because getting our spotify streams up is nice for representation purposes so yeah if you want to find our music go to those three apps if you're having trouble Look at our Instagram, look at our Facebook. We usually have links available for all that. We have a link tree. And yeah, we try to make it pretty easy to um, find stuff like that. Come to our live events too. Come to our shows. We got a show tomorrow, tomorrow and shit. Um, if you come to our show tomorrow and, and you uh, have the best costume, they're going to give you $200. It's actually... It's oh, two days from now. Right? Actually, that's Saturday, which isn't tomorrow. Okay, so don't come to our show tomorrow. <laughs> come to our show two days. It's oh, two days from now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah. So this episode will be posted after that show is uh, has gone already, but I'll throw something on my social media to kind of up the ante a little bit. There we go. Don't come to the awesome. show at all then. You already were there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks, guys, for coming. <laughs> of course. Awesome. Gentlemen, well, I want to thank you again for spending this time with me. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Oh, it, it was awesome. Thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to shine some light on our band and us as individuals. Thank you so much. Yeah, man, it was, it was really fun being here, and um, it'd be cool to do it again sometime if you ever want to. Uh, hopefully next time we're a lot more famous. Sounds good to me. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next time on Gyro Nation Metal. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. The podcast can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. 
If you would like to support this podcast, please consider checking out my Patreon. Thank you.